The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Coming up on Bulldogs by the Numbers, we talk about the walloping that Vandy took at the hands of Georgia. JT Daniels, nearly perfect, but interestingly enough, his grades weren't as good as Stetson Bennett's. The incredible grades that Georgia's defense gets this year. I got one specific question about Ladd McConkey and what to expect out of Georgia versus Arkansas on Saturday. It's all coming up on Bulldogs by the Numbers. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Welcome to Bulldogs by the Numbers. My name is Tug Coward, along with Brent Rollins of Pro Football Focus College and UGASports.com. Buddy, what a game for the Georgia Bulldogs. It was one for the ages, the biggest score that they'd ever run up on Vandy, and I think Vandy's third largest loss since they've been playing football. It, it was a complete and utter beatdown. I know we expected that, but did we expect that? Uh, I mean, I think you expect its dominance, but maybe not necessarily to the UAB level dominant type performance that you saw, but it was just such an onslaught early where it was the varsity, like taking care of the middle school in a heartbeat kind of deal. Yeah. And it was fun to watch. When I was watching it, I, I couldn't help but think if Kirby wanted to, they could have scored 100 points. Oh, easily. They could have named their named their number if they really wanted to, yes. You know, I think in general, it's just, it was bad luck more so in that second quarter when you didn't score any points. It was still overall just completely and utterly dominating, especially defensively. We'll start on the defensive side of the ball because they did throw a shutout. You had posted on your uh, Twitter, and you can find Brent on social media, Twitter specifically, at Brent Rollins, Ph.D., You talked about UGA's defense being number one as far as the overall grade in college football, number one in tackling, number one in coverage. That's pretty legendary. Number four in pass rush grade. I mean, it's I think they're ninth or tenth maybe in in run defense grade. Which someone be like, wait, how is that even possible? But you know, you got other teams in there that have played. You know, the schedules they play is not necessarily uh, up to par. And you know, UAB did some did some things in the running game, but overall, it's just. Their defense is completely and utterly dominating right now, and we get to see some legit competition uh, this week. No, no kidding. And I got I got some questions about that. But before we get there, is this the best Georgia defense of all time? Is this like better than Irk Russell Day's defense? Uh, I mean, you think about 
I'm sure they've had uh, some great defenses in the past that are going to compare to this one. And I, I know uh, my neighbor, Mr. Pollock, will always say that, hey, you know, he didn't lose a game, I think, in his career if the offense scored more than 17 points. So, you know, throughout his time frame there, they had some great defenses, a lot of NFL guys. But what you have right now is just a top to bottom, no hole defense. And when you're getting some contributions from guys like Keely Ringo starting to emerge and, and other players in the secondary starting to emerge, Latavius Brini's the highest graded defender overall or second highest graded defender overall and playing really well. Like when you look at the, the top guys, they have eight guys that are regular players right now with a 79 or higher grade getting into the 80s. The rest of the SEC East has 10. Wow. Total wow. defenders that and, have that. And Keeley was uh, the highest graded in the game versus Vandy altogether. Yes, right right there. I think right after some reviews, he was probably he brought down to second, but you know, still yet up there, and he's just playing phenomenal. And I watched him specifically during the game. Anytime that he was involved in a play, my in pass play specifically, I watched him. I just watched him. And his size, speed, physical combo, the way he moves his hips, he is the one player on this defense. Like, if you look at him and then also the other, the other guy that's playing insane right now is Jalen Carter. Those two guys have the most probably top 10 pick potential that you're going to see on the entirety of the defense. But Ringo right now, no receptions allowed on 11 targets, one interception, one pass breakup that we saw against Fandy. And if not for the two uh, pass interference penalties against Clemson, he's probably in the you know upper 80s as well in terms of coverage grade. Six different dogs with three tackles each. You got Bill Perini, you got uh, Carter, Dean Smith, and uh, Walthor. Those guys are just raking up tackles. And that's, I think, the biggest thing you see is the the depth. Uh, and that's, you know, the part of college football, the ABCs of college football, always be recruiting. Yeah, yeah. You know, Kirby is is always recruiting, and mm-hmm. he's always getting dudes. And you see guys like Robert Beal, who, by the way, play has played more snaps already. Uh, this season than he did in the previous two seasons, you know, and he's, and he's making a contribution. You see young guys like Kamari Lassiter have an interception and look, getting more and more playing time each week. And I think he's going to be that third corner quicker rather than uh, later. Uh, Javon Bowler, no true freshman playing, got, got time early. And obviously we saw a lot of guys towards the end of the game, but still when, you know, third quarter or early second half reps and these guys are getting reps and, and doing things with those reps, the depth is just, is, is pretty phenomenal. And you, you still get, you know, Tyke Smith back possibly this week, if not, you know, the following week. So that adds another element to that defense and the depth. It's amazing. Vandy's biggest play was a 13 yard play. Anyway, it goes, there's still an SEC team. They still have SEC caliber maybe. players. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. So, I mean, but still 13 yard play as the, the biggest play of the day for them is pretty impressive. You had a couple uh, interceptions during the game that uh that turned out good for georgia yeah you can't you can't say enough about how great the defense is playing right now and, and it's i'm legitimately think that what's interesting about it is we've seen you know georgia put up statistically great defenses over the past you know three four years but this one is taking it to another level specifically what you're seeing i think from the defensive front six getting after the getting after the quarterback even in 2017 when they had roquan and had a lot of guys they didn't get after the quarterback as much as what this group is right now and when you play, and like we said, highest highest coverage grade right now. When you're getting the play that you're getting on the in the back five, like that just that takes it to a whole nother level. Flipping over to the offensive side of the ball, JT Daniels, boy, my man was almost perfect. It was nine. He was basically. He basically was perfect. His adjusted completion percentage was hundred hundred percent because of the drop that followed with two touchdowns after that. Yeah, and and what he I think what he played was just a very efficient put the ball where it needed to be quickly. His average time to throw for the game was 2.13 seconds. So it was quick decisions, get the ball out, and go let guys do their thing. 
and that and that's why like for example i i saw a thread this morning on the on the dog vent uh, about uh, the pff grade from jt this week versus versus stetson stetson, stetson actually graded higher uh, from the PFF perspective. And one of the things that I'll talk about when answering that thing is one Stetson had five carries, I think for 37 yards, a lot of running mm-hmm. uh, that he did. Uh, and then also JT only had four passes over 10 yards. So, you know, it was just one of those things where that game was, he was very efficient ball was out guys were making plays and then he was out of the game. So the opportunities and the ability to push the ball down the field and, and the situations to push the ball down the field, which leads to higher grades just wasn't there. The overall point with JT right now is that you feel very comfortable where you are with him. Very good. Very just confident in how he looks and decision-making he is going through and the ball's getting out quick. He's being very accurate. Like those things, when you have the playmakers that they have, even though they're young, when you have them like they do have, it, it's, it makes offense easy. Just get in the ball and go do, let them go do their thing. And the incompletion, if I'm not mistaken, it got there so quick. I don't think the receiver was ready for it. Yeah, Justin Robinson just kind of drop that one yeah up. i mean because i mean it was on him when he was turning it was there and, and it almost looked like he just wasn't ready for it to be there that quick yeah this is the number one offense with shifts and motions we've talked about it in the past about things that high level offenses do things that last year alabama did things that the previous year lsu did things that even other offenses like oklahoma and clemson in the past not clemson this year but clemson in the past uh, have done and you see it more and more in both in college and then the NFL. The elite offenses in college and the NFL use motions and shifts to get the matchups that they want to give their quarterback pre-snap reads, all the things that you do there. And right now, Georgia's number one in the power five in the usage of shifts and motions. And it's something that two years ago, they were in the bottom part of the power five that now after, you know, and it really even early last season, not as much. Once JT came about, it, it creeped up even more. And then now you're getting to the point where you're using those things, you're using jet motions, you're giving the ball to Brock Bowers on the jet sweep. No, but I was, doing I was things like that. Things I was going to bring up, <laughs> but doing things like that, it creates matchups, it creates numbers, angles. That that's what offensive football is all about, and, and those are things that uh, they're doing right now. And I think Todd Monken is just going to grow and, and continue to evolve the playbook and, and it gets more and more impressive each week. Every tight end in America is jealous of the Georgia offense right now to further prove the point other than just the Jeff sweep with Brock Bowers. I saw Benjamin Watson, former Georgia Bulldog and Super Bowl champion on SEC Network talking about it. He was like me and the guys who used to play tight end at Georgia are like, where was this when I was there? Yes, very much so. And by the way, Ben Watson is a different level of freak nature. Yeah. Uh, I've heard many stories about him in terms of what he can do, like in the weight room and athletically. So you think about Brock Bowers. Ben Watson was Brock Bowers before before Brock Bowers right. existed. He just didn't get as many opportunities as what Bowers is getting right now. Yeah, no, nah, I know. It's, it's, it's really impressive. There are other things that you could probably mention about Brock Bowers. It has nothing to do with the jet sweep that has everybody's attention because he's able to do so many things, like outrun people. Yes, and that's and that's when you get that level of size and speed or size combination with the speed, it's uncoverable. It's what Kyle Pitts was for Florida last year. It's what – George Kittle, if you watch the uh, Sunday night football game last night, if it's what he is in the NFL, it's just when you have that size and the ability to run like he does, you get things like 18 catches and 21 targets with four touchdowns and is now the third highest graded tight end in college football. Speaking of the run of the ball, a guy that's not touched it quite as much as he has in the past is Amir White, but his patience is shining through the vision he has on the field as well. It's amazing when you think about like people, what about the running game? Well, you're being explosive and hitting big plays in the passing game. So your running game is not necessarily carrying it 
or getting as many opportunities as what you would in the past. And that's a good thing. Like point, <laughs> go score points and, you know, run the ball towards the end of the games. But Zamir White, you said, I think you look at him right now. And then like last week on the Twitter feed, just put some things about showing his patience. It's just, it's night and day difference from him two years ago. Just he looks the, like a completely different running back and just explosive, very, and always, he just, to me, is, is running as well as he has, even though his grades aren't as high as they've been in the past, but mainly because of opportunity. But just the how it looks, what he's doing from a missed tackle perspective and getting yards after contact, the, he's he's on a different level right now. Yeah, but that comes with, uh, I think it comes with experience a lot. Or is it more to it? Is it a Todd Bunkett thing? I, I think it's experience. You combine experience plus health for him. He's now two years removed from all the all the knee issues and you add those two factors together and you're starting to see uh, the, the guy that was a top 15-ish recruit uh, coming out of high school. I asked you a question right as we were starting this and my question was is Lad McConkey is he legit he certainly feels that way or he certainly looks that way when you watch him. Lad's legit. Lad is 100% legit. You know you think about like the bubble screen that he caught against Fandy. Uh, Adonai Mitchell just completely he Barely touched the guy and perimeter blocking, by the way, wide receiver blocking is something that still is going to be an issue for them uh, from a big play perspective. But McConkey just made what three, four people miss, mm-hmm. got, you know, got whatever 15, 20 ish yards that he got. It was all on him. And you're just seeing, you know, even, you know, the, the reverse that they gave to him. He's got speed. He's got wiggle more than you think. The guy on the TV calcast called him possession receiver. I think that was a bit of a slight. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's more than that. And he's, he's taking advantage of the opportunities that he's getting. If there weren't injuries, Lad McConkey may not be getting these opportunities. The one that's starting to come back and you see more of now is Kyrus Jackson. Mm-hmm. And that's really been his role. And that was his role over the past is in the slot. And now what you've added with Lad, and that's it's one of the beautiful things that happen. You know, sometimes it happens a lot in other sports and football as well, but we're just that that upper guy gets you know gets hurt and the other guy gets opportunities, they take advantage, and now what you what you have is just more and more depth. And the ability to what Lad is showing and hands speed, quick twitch uh, in, in the bubble game, you know, all of that stuff, it just adds to your depth. It adds to your ability to do unique things. And it takes pressure off other guys to be, to be individually great. With Ladd, it's just been fun to see that kid because he does not look like he belongs. Probably the announcer that called him a possession receiver just is looking at that alone. Yes. And it's one of those things where, hey, it, you, know, you think about the wide receiver room for Georgia right now. You've got Lad McConkey, who's a redshirt freshman. Trebayton Burton is a true sophomore. Uh, Adonai Mitchell, that's is a true freshman. Marcus Rosemary Jackson, sophomore. Justin Robinson, redshirt freshman. Brock Bowers, freshman. Like that, it's such a young, young group that is only going to get better. And these three games, these past three games, were perfect for that group. What is Georgia doing this week to prepare for Arkansas? Because that looks like a pretty legit Arkansas program. Another favored by like eighteen. That seems like a high number to me. Am I off base? Uh, I think that's actually that number. I was thinking it, it would be in the 14 to 17 range. Okay. Uh, and I think that's more giving credence to Georgia's defense as much as anything. But Arkansas, the beautiful, the interesting and beautiful, sort of beautiful part, because of COVID last year, you played Arkansas, picked up that extra game. Mm-hmm. So now you play them in consecutive years yeah. as opposed to, you know, not seeing them, you know, however, many, like it goes, what, six years? Six years, yeah. Finally plays Texas A&M or something like that. But, you know, so that's a unique thing. You have film on their defense because it's now the same coaching staff. Uh, you obviously know their head coach very well and, and what they were going to do. But now that you have that film from last year, plus what they've done this season, and you added the running quarterback element. So I think that they're just going to prepare just like they would anything, obviously anything, but having that experience of being able to playing them last year 
they're going to be like, Hey, this guy, we know what this guy does, or we know this guy's speed level, things like that. Those things matter. But Arkansas's quarterback now being a mobile quarterback. And I, I think was it you and I were talking about this earlier, just the, the blessing that was Vandy putting in a quarterback that had a bit of mobility. Yeah. And it's, it's, you want to see, you want to see a little bit of it because it's, it gives you just a, an extra few reps that you can talk about teaching tape. Uh, but you know, Arkansas is just, there's two things that Arkansas is going to do offensively. One, they're going to use that quarterback in the running game and use it to try to, you know, deceive and or create holes for their for their running backs. Sure, because he's much. the second highest rusher on the team. Yeah, it's, it's it's as much creating for other guys, but then him keeping as well. Because I think they have like four or five guys that have well over 100 yards rushing already. Uh, but so it's it's that. And, and and the interesting thing for me with that is Georgia plays such great team defense. And it's been the hallmark of the Kirby Smart era to me. Is you, And that's why you often see their team defense grade much higher than a lot of individual guys' grades. Because – you know, they're so gap sound. They're so fundamental in, you know, run fits and tackling and things like that, that it doesn't really scare me as much uh, as it would other, because one Jefferson to me, the thing that would scare me about KJ Jefferson is, is not so much him running, but you know, he's just going to get first downs. If, he, if he's there and he's getting a first down here for him that extends drives or, you know, take keeps time of possession on their side. But to me, the one player they got to worry about is Trey Burks. Mm-hmm. Trey Burks on the outside, 6'3", 225, 230-pound receiver who runs by everybody and is probably the SEC's most talented receiver and best receiver. That guy, he's going to – if they get him in one-on-one situations, they're going to take shots. And you got to be ready, you know, Darion Kendrick, Keely Ringo. you got to be ready to make take those uh, take those opportunities away from them. No doubt about it. Since you brought up first downs, Vanderbilt only had four. That's, that's pretty <laughs> impressive. Uh, it's yeah. There's not many uh, defensive stats that you can look at from that, that this past week that weren't insanely impressive. Well, Georgia had 28 first downs. The, that's probably the by far the biggest of the year, right? I, I would think so. I haven't actually. That's one of the things I rarely look at. But yes, it, it's. I would say that you were 100 percent right on that. Goodness gracious, that's a whole lot. 28 first downs. I mean, that sounds like backyard football. So, what do you think about the noon kickoff deal? Ah, uh, you know what? I think it's. Uh, I think it's crap. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? And you got game like, day coming to town. Yeah. So that, yeah. that that makes for different level of excitement. It'll it be does. interesting to see where they set up, uh, given the fact that the game starts right after, right as the show is kind of ending. So yeah, I would. Which imagine. A lot of the times they end up in the stadium, like they make their picks okay. in the stadium. So. Yeah, because normally they set up there in front of the library, right? Right, and maybe that's what they do, and then you know at eleven thirty or something like that, they head their kick over. You know, they go into the stadium, but but yeah, it, it's I think it's going to add to the atmosphere. It's going to be a big game, and for those of you that you know that go to every game and especially the home games uh, you're getting a good one boy no kidding and and it's going to be a uh, a fun atmosphere kirby smart said he wanted everybody to be an active participant on uh on that new elite kick. elite Crowd that's elite. it elite yeah what i say active elite participant yes that's right what a way to call the dogs right i mean that's a, that's a challenge to the fans get out there at noon be fired up and be elite just like your team is well you think about what he's done from minute one that he got here, what was the very first thing that he talked about? One, outside of being more physical in the line of scrimmage, was, all right, we want 93,000 people for G-Day. Right. And got it. And and got it. And, and you know, when 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 that guy speaks, people the, listen. Fan, base, the fan base listens and, they respond. and usually responds. They certainly do. What have I left out? Anything? Uh, I mean, I think the only interesting, other interesting thing from the game this past weekend was how much offensive line rotation we saw. Like Jamari Sawyer played left tackle, left guard, right guard. Erickson played right guard, center, left guard. You know, so you're seeing a lot of, you see, Broderick Jones played more snaps in that game than he's played in his career. So, you know, it's one of those things where, or at least the rest of this, yeah, I think, I think his career. Yeah. But uh, you're seeing elements of, hey, we're just going to keep giving guys opportunities. 
until we see, all right, which is the best group for us? Because obviously they, they haven't been as uh, dominant in that area as they'd like to be. So I, I like the strategy of playing more guys and playing more different five-man combinations. It's much like a basketball coach trying to figure out, figure out which five-man group works the best. And obviously you can't, you can do as much as you can in practice, but those game reps uh, matter a great deal. Yeah, they're you know, and, and outside of Cedric Van Pran at center, for the most part, he's he's been there. And then Warren McClendon at right tackle. Like those, the rest of it's kind of since Tate Ratledge got hurt to, to open the season, it's kind of opened up some questions. And hey, what is our best five? So what is the uh, what's the prediction for for Saturday? Obviously, I'm going to have to look a little bit more at Arkansas just just to see exactly what it is that they're doing. But I still think this team right now is kind of that on a mission group, and you're going to see a very dominant performance from the defense. Arkansas might get one, two, even possibly three big plays, but I, I would say you know two at most. And as long as you do what you what you should offensively and take care of the football, uh, I see you handling your business. Yeah, uh, in you know in, in a two touchdown uh, plus fashion this weekend. Okay, all right, I love it. Uh, I was thinking. One, maybe, maybe even ten, but uh, but I'll take two touchdowns for sure. And I usually rely on you because I trust your instinct much more than a truck's mine. <laughs> well, the interesting thing about it is when we think about the landscape of college football this year. Now, based on Ohio State losing, Clemson looks like a complete disaster right now. But you know, those things, those sort of Oklahoma just stro- eking out win after eking out win. Like style points aren't going to matter as much this year. I love that. It's just not because that's it's, that's right. It's in Kirby's wheelhouse. It, yes, it's go get dubs. Right. Yeah. Because that the, I don't know if you heard me. That's that's in Kirby's wheelhouse, not style points. He don't care about them. No. And and that's and I think this season above all, you're seeing because you don't see dominant quarterback play at the top, you're gonna see you know, you know kind of the ebbs and flows. And I, I could see you know a two a two loss team maybe this year, this year being the first time that you see a two-loss team in the playoff, possibly. Mm-hmm. All right, then, final question here on Bulldogs by the Numbers. Tug Cowart with Brent Rollins of Pro Football Focus College and UGASports.com, where you should go subscribe to both services if you want to know the most about college football. Be the most well-educated when you're having a college football conversation. You will be the person that knows the most, and people will rely on you for your information. I promise you, you will get that kind of information with Brent and all the work that he does at those two websites. Is Georgia the number one team in the nation? Right now they are yes yeah it's hard to argue I mean, but them and them and Bama you know whatever tomato tomato we got we got noon Georgia and Arkansas top ten matchup and we got three thirty Alabama and Alabama and Ole, Miss. Ole Miss yeah it's gonna be such a great Saturday gosh it's gonna be good I love it man thank you for all you do you do incredible work and uh, I encourage everybody to go subscribe there at ujsports.com. it's uh, ninety nine dollars a year and at uh, Pro Football Focus and College the podcast and what's that. And subscribe. Yes, to the absolutely. Share it, subscribe to it, follow it. And uh, we appreciate your ear and appreciate your time. Brent, have a great day, bud. You too. Take it easy, Doug. Thanks. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. 
Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. 